everyone, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of A Cast to the Past, the show where we take a look back at some of the best games and movies from the 80s, 90s, and even as soon as just a couple of years ago, and ride that nostalgia train, if you will. Today, if you noticed, I'm I'm the host of the podcast, Ryan McNulty. Where's Juan? Where's Juan? And joining me of course is keith hamilton that's me yeah not so, one yeah not one not one the usual host where'd of this he, show where'd he go where'd he go i'm lost nobody knows but anyway Juan had some much deserved time off from the show and we're gonna do something that we've done multiple times in the yeah, past he's doing like adult things right now where <laughs> we talk about he, movies he and video games he's yes. adult and hard he is adulting hard, and we're sitting here talking about, you know, talking about video games, talking about movies. I got a Bulbasaur in my background. Clearly, <laughs> I'm, I'm such an adult. I have a Lugia right in front of me, so I'm no better. <laughs> exactly. We're just sitting here playing Pokemon. Um, but we're going to do something that we've done a couple times in the past, and that is what we call Off the Rails, where it's a good chance for us to catch up on some of the newer media that we've experienced over the past month or so and just kind of catch up in, in that fashion it's very much uh, agenda free and we very much so go off the rails so and the christmas holiday is the perfect time to do that because i don't know about you but i've had a pretty good amount of downtime where i've just sat and consumed things over the last few weeks yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've had a couple two-day work weeks, sort of. I mean, I've had to do a little bit of working from it home as well, but the way the holidays fell, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know how it worked for you, but there was like a week there where I had to... I think it was Christmas week. I'm just going to look at my calendar just to double check. Yeah, where I had to like work one day on Monday and then like half a day Christmas Eve, have three days off and then go back for Friday. It was one of the screwiest work weeks I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I had a lot of either I well, I took the Monday off before Christmas, so I gave myself a pretty nice break there, but then came back for a two day work week, worked from home on a Monday, had another two days off, and then had another two day work week. So this is my first day back because we're recording uh, as of this recording, my first day back on a Monday for a five day week that we have not. Uh, I haven't done a five day week and it feels like a month. It's so it's going to be a real rough week. Yeah, it is going <laughs> to be a long week. But over that time, Keith, what what was something you you know something you played or watched? Uh, anything any, anything interesting? So, like Ryan mentioned, we're recording this on January 6th, to be exact, and for the last two days, there's this little uh, little event that happened in Japan called Wrestle Kingdom that I have just been entrenched in over the last couple of days. So, normally it's like one big event on January 4th every year, and then... They decided to uh, span it out this year and span it out into two days, something that I think that WrestleMania really, really needs to do, make it a two-day event where it's not just this giant marathon of wrestling. And I've spent the last two days kind of just gorging all of the wrestling that I can possibly consume, and oh my god, it's been so good. I uh, I don't really follow New Japan all that much these days, just because there's so much other wrestling, but... This for me, this is the like the beginning of what I call wrestling season of uh Yeah, now, we're, we're hitting that time where yep, we're heading the Royal into Rumble, Rumble WrestleMania and of course 
what follows WrestleMania is many other wrestling promotions kind of capitalizing on that. So there's a lot of big events happening wrestling all around fever the same time. is happening right now, and I've been caught up in it real big and just kind of catching up on all other New Japan stuff throughout 2019 and then watching two days worth of Wrestle Kingdom. It was good, but it was a lot of wrestling. That's how I spent the last couple of days. That and uh been playing a lot of Pokemon still. We have a couple episodes in the archive about our thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I can't stop playing Pokemon Sword or Shield. I love it. I'm I think I'm gonna take a run at VGC, Ryan. I think I, I, I'm proud of you because I I've way back in the day in the Soul Silver days, I made one competitive Pokemon and in all the work that it took. I, was I imagine like, it's I'm a lot done. easier these days. I, I know they made it easier, but I feel like I've kind of shied away from it. Leveling um, up is hard in Pokemon Sword or Shield, where you want to like get everything to level 100. That's actually really challenging, I find, because the only good way to do it is a lot of max raid battling. But compared to the horror stories I hear, EV training isn't that bad in this game. And I've fallen in love yeah, with like, I, I know building teams. I they added teams. a lot of items to make that easier. Me personally, after I completed the Pokedex and got one shiny Pokemon that I hunted, I really haven't touched the game that much. Mm-hmm. I may, I may which, come which back. Which shiny to, did you get? I got a shiny Scorch or mm, that's um, a good one. Yes, um, what is Sizzlipede? I think is the first form, but I did evolve yeah. it. It's it's pretty good. Uh, it's not like amazing, competitively viable or whatever, but that's one of my favorite Pokemon's that they added in this it's generation. Not so bad. it's the one I went for. The thing that I love about, and I think that's why I'm gravitating towards VGC now, uh, because the whole uh, lack of national decks, in my opinion, kind of works in its favor uh, for Pokemon Sword and Shield, because now you're dealing with this limited pool of Pokemon. It has a lot of opportunities for less competitive things from back in the day. It gives it more opportunity to shine, where... Um, you're not just kind of going towards the things that worked before because a lot of those things don't exist now. Yeah, there are a few examples that work, but a lot of things that uh, are given an opportunity to shine, like one thing that I've been working on a lot lately is Snorlax because there's uh, this new version of Snorlax that came out recently that um, that seems a lot of fun to me where he can replenish his own berries and I'm kind of getting in the weeds now with competitive Pokemon, but just like thinking of strategies like okay i want to make a snorlax that um bulks up his own attack and then next turn can just sweep people how do i build a strategy a double strategy that has something take a hit so snorlax can do that belly drum in this case and then be able to sweep people so now i'm looking at things like indeedy and togekiss and thinking about their follow me attack that's basically a taunt in pokemon and it's it's been a lot of fun i've enjoyed my vgc thinking to me it's like chess where mm-hmm. instead of having um your your normal chess pieces you have 400 chess pieces and because you can only bring in certain parts of your party, you never really run into mirror matches all that much because you have that uh, few Pokemon float that you can uh, adjust for mirror matches and you never really run into like, oh, I'm facing the exact same thing as somebody else. And I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know one of the goals that they had with 
this new Pokemon generation was part of the reason or excuse maybe was they were reducing the number of Pokemon for balance reasons. So it's cool to hear and that. And I think they succeeded. It's, yeah, it's cool to hear that. Because you um, just said he's not that yeah. good, but I got my butt whooped by a Centiscorch earlier today. And no, it was, I, I uh, meant the one I have is as far as like nature and things. Oh, um, okay, I but gotcha. I, I, I don't know how I don't know which Pokemon are competitively. But the cool thing, uh, the cool thing is like anything you get now, you can. They have items in the game that you can change. Like you're not just stuck with a nature. You can use a mint and change its nature. So you can make that thing uh, compatible. You can mm-hmm. make it so it has all the best uh, IVs. It's 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 great. I'm, I need yeah. to stop talking about Pokemon <laughs> this deep. Yeah. All right, moving on. You could really get into the weeds with it. Uh, one of the things that I, to kind of switch gears to TV, and this is a show I just finished. It, it finished up a couple weeks ago. It's called Mr. Robot, and it, it, you know we watch. You've been a fan of that for a while, right? I have, and you know when we were watching wrestling back in the day, we watched the USA Network. I remember seeing the advertisements for it. And I'm like, oh, that show looks kind of cool, but I didn't really get around to it until about a year and a half ago. But the fourth and final season just finished up a, about three weeks ago. I waited until. The season was basically done, and then I binge-watched the entire the final season. It. Yeah, so that that was a great thing to do over the past, you know, over the holiday break. And I have to say, the final season did not disappoint. What I love about this show was the, the director, Sam Esmail, and he's like the writer-director, basically the entire, like, guy behind the show. He had a vision from start to finish. So it's four seasons because he wanted it to be four seasons. So we don't have a Dexter situation going on or any of these shows that outstay their welcome or... I love that. You don't see that much these days where it's like, I have a plan, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a complete vision from start to finish. Not to mention from season two onward, he directed every single episode, which you do not see in TV ever. No. Nor that's like a suicide mission, basically, to have to direct every single episode of TV because that's it's like directing 40 movies, basically. Um but yeah, it's an incredible show from an acting perspective, um, from just so cinematography. What's the th- what's the concept of Mister Robot? I've never really understood it. It it's about this uh, hacker guy, basically named Elliot, who's played by Rami Malek, who's yeah. kind of becoming a Freddie big star. Mercury. Yeah, aka Freddie Mercury <laughs> for Bohemian Rhapsody, and he's really becoming uh, he's blowing up right now, basically. Uh, but He's this hacker and he's trying to take down this big corporation that basically runs the world. And okay. there's, you know, the whole process of making that happen and then the fallout of what happens. And it's and also just looking into because he's he's a character who has a lot of um, mental health issues and is like very lonely. And it also is looking very inward into like how you know his perception of the world and sometimes it's basically it's interesting because the show he's like the narrator of the show but he's an unreliable narrator what he's telling you isn't necessarily always what's actually happening so okay interesting it it is very interesting highly recommended to anyone who's looking for a new show to binge watch because you know what the full series is out 
if you have Prime, you can watch the first three seasons right away. And then the final season, you are probably going to need like a, a login of, you know, your cable provider and you can watch it on It'll the USA. It'll probably show yeah. up eventually. Like though. I have Sling TV and I was able to watch with commercials, w- like on demand, basically on that, watch the full uh, fourth season. But That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, super, super recommend. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Kind of on the other end of that, a TV show that I checked out recently that kind of hard to give a recommendation to, but I found it interesting was that new uh, that new show on the uh, Apple TV TV service. So it's the, the TV provided by Apple on the Apple TV. It's a weird one to describe, but yeah. uh, that uh, that morning show show. I called the, <laughs> the morning, morning show, show. show the morning show show about the morning show it's a it's a really it's a fascinating watch in the way that they do uh the entertainment business so well in that we're kind of like the behind the scenes uh meetings and dealings with the higher ups they make it very close Who's to it? Real is there life. anyone famous in that I feel like I've Maybe you've um, a couple names you might have heard of, like Jennifer Aniston oh, yeah. and yeah, Reese Witherspoon yeah. and Steve Carell. And <laughs> but uh, no, they actually got some really big names for that. And uh, being in the entertainment industry, they do a wonderful job of just like the political BS that you hear sometimes from higher ups in a company and the whitewashing of bad events. It's a it's really fascinating from that point of view, but. It's a show that I think tries a little bit too hard for what I uh, for what I like. Mm-hmm. The best way to describe it is it felt like the uh, the writer's room had a bingo card of heavy-hitting political issues going on in the world right now. And every episode, they had to complete a line like, okay, in one minute, they're talking about the Me Too movement, and now they're talking about mm-hmm. wildfires in California, and then they're talking about like sexual misconduct in the workplace, and then racism and stuff like that. And it's kind of plagued by that a little too much. It's a little too heavy-handed, but it's it's worth a yeah, watch. Yeah, no, I, I definitely get that. I... I just recently saw that movie Bombshell, which is mm-hmm. about the whole like Fox News, uh, Roger Ailes, like um, sexual harassment scandal mm-hmm. that went on. And, you know, they, they did a very good job of, you know, basically capturing all the personalities at Fox News, like the um, Charlize Theron. I, I can never say her name right, but she plays like Megan Kelly, the Fox News anchor, and they made her look exactly like her. Um, but it, I feel like it was kind of too soon to make the movie because this is something that only happened a few years ago, like literally less than four years ago. So it just seems like too soon. So a lot, of, like you said, a lot of the things they touch on, it just doesn't seem like it's had enough time to settle. But you know, and and just kind of the way that they're trying to make some of these personalities heroes, even though they're not necessarily heroes. But of course, the underlying message of just, you know, having women stand up when things like this are going on is obviously a very valid one. It's just kind Absolutely. of the other things surrounding it that are just make it feel a little conflicting. But, yeah. you know, otherwise, like all the acting and how they basically impersonate some of these people is pretty amazing. One, uh, so it's just uh, one a very thing I do want to give them. Yeah, one thing I do want to give the morning show credit for is, well, like, they they make a really, really, really good villain in this, uh, almost uncomfortably, where 
you take the they take the role that Steve Carell normally plays and kind of flip it on its head in an uncomfortable way because Steve Carell is the villain in this show. He's the one that's like all the sexual allegations are against and Oh wow. He, you know when I when, when I say a Steve Carell movie, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. You yeah. know exactly oh, what role he plays. Michael Scott, 40-year-old virgin. You're waiting for that the entire time. Like, he goes on this tirade about being like, I'm not a sexual predator. It was consensual. So and you're waiting like, for this joke, but yeah. it just never it So it's never like comes. Michael Scott, but there's no punchline. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Because Michael Scott has definitely done some very, like, sexual harassment level stuff. Mm-hmm, but but the, there's no joke around it. Yeah, it's the super joke serious. Happens, but in this, there's no <laughs> joke. Yeah, I could, I could see just because, like, all the stuff that we've seen from Steve Carell, our our perception, we're just waiting for it, but it's it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty it's interesting. Fun from, it's fun from that way. Yeah. Now, yeah. The, so what else? What else? Yeah, you I was going to say. There's a little series that's been blowing up that I haven't finished yet, but I'm just restarting. It's you know, The Witcher. Of course, everyone's talking about The Witcher. I don't know. Have mm-hmm. you watched it yet? I haven't seen the. Uh, I haven't seen the show yet, but all of the hype around this netflix series has made me want to go play the witcher 3 so i've reinstalled that I'll, yes I'll yeah probably i end also want to before i watch play, the show i want to go and play the witcher 3 now as well it's oh it's have you ever played it before no i've never played a single witcher it game. is wonderful it, you're not missing much by only playing three but oh my god it is it is so good i'm gonna send you a few mods i recommend because just like quality well, of life i'll stuff. be honest i'm probably not gonna be able to run it on my computer but oh, uh, i may be getting bad, an xbox one soon so we'll we'll have to connect real talk yes let's have let's have a sit down here yeah don't buy an xbox one i'll just say a a deal has come my way that i can't pass up so i'll Mm. probably be picking one up but you know the new one's coming out in like yeah but 11 months trust me i might be getting it for like 100 bucks so okay yeah okay exactly okay Okay. plus you guys always rave about xbox arcade or game pass whatever it is oh yes i could jump on that But anyway, with the with the Witcher show, basically what happened, I was watching it with my roommates, but I was playing video games, so it kind of was on in the background, and I wasn't fully paying attention. We got through like five episodes, and I realized this is a show you really need to pay attention, because, and this is not a spoiler, they kind of jump around timelines, so okay. if you're not paying attention, it's a little easy to get lost. But now I've gone back, I've rewatched the first episode, so I'm I'm all in and I'm going to continue watching it. Um, But what I really like, even though the critics have really panned it because maybe they just don't get it, it has a super high audience score. Everyone's talking about it. A lot of people are enjoying it. The writing's not amazing, but special effects and everything look great. Costumes look great. That's a bit of a bummer because the writing in the games is like bar none yeah uh, it's definitely a little cliche in spots but it's still it's still a very entertaining show it's not enough to completely ruin it Um, i've heard it's very gory like the uh my neighbor told me actually first couple episodes it is Mm -hmm. that it's like it makes game of thrones look like a walk in the park with how uh how gory it gets and violent it gets Mm, yeah i'll I'll have to see it through more i definitely the first episode there's a you know there's a scene where it is very gory but game of thrones had 
quite a bit of gore. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when you look at like kind of the budget level and stuff, it's not going to be on the same level. But I think True. the show looks very good. And uh, what's you his can name? also argue that as the budget went up in price, the Game of Thrones got a little worse. So yeah, maybe that's not uh, a bad thing. What's Superman's name? I always it's like Cavill. Um, is it Henry Cavill? Is that his name? Oh, I the actor I never yeah. remember his name. I think that's his name. If I got it wrong, forgive me. But um, <laughs> his portrayal of Geralt is like uh, spot on. He mm-hmm. he he has that sandpaper gritty voice and does uh, a very good job of just looking the part. Like he looks like a video game character. So wonderful. They oh, they really yeah. nailed it there. And sort of the thing that I'm more excited about than this actual show is this seems to be a success. And obviously, we're going to get more seasons, hopefully, because it seems like it's a big hit in the eyes of the audience of Netflix. And that's what matters. This could open the door for a successful way to portray video games. Netflix has like low key been killing it in that front. Have you ever seen the animated Castlevania show on no, Netflix? No, but I've also heard that that's very good. It's awesome. So this is the second time that Netflix has knocked it out of the park with that. It's the problem and in the with- live action this too. Like that that's mm-hmm. kind of the step where certainly I feel like it's easier to translate video games if you're doing like an animated show. And but I'm not glad- even that. But yeah. uh, my uh, my biggest issue always with video game movies is just their need to cram so much into this two two and a half hour uh, chunk. So if Netflix is approaching it through series where you have like an eight episode run, maybe multiple seasons, it gives time to tell a video game story because normally they're dished out through 20 hour, 30 hour, um, upwards of like 100 hour stories. So trying to cram that all into one thing just hasn't worked in the past. Very rarely has it worked. And the Netflix approach, it seems to be working. And I hope they do explore more of it because even... With the rumors, I mean, we feel very differently about the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I think <laughs> it's, I think it looks miserable and I hate it, but just the... You gotta see it. I mean, I want to see it through, but... I don't really want to. It, I think it looks like garbage and I'm... I don't like the fact that they changed that trailer and it and it makes me angry that it everybody sees it as a success because... Think about all the people whose lives they basically destroyed for a couple of weeks just to make that trailer look nice. Because I imagine there's some poor CG people that suffered for that. And oh, it, absolutely. And, and it makes me mad that everybody got away with it. But no, um, I the video game movie has always been a tough one for me. And there's just such a long list of bad ones. And the Netflix seems to be doing good. So I hope this approach continues. Yeah, 100%. Because I think, okay, with The Witcher, there's enough books and games for them to draw this series out Mm -hmm. for basically as long as they want. I know it's the easy answer, but imagine Warcraft as doing something like that. Yeah. Like the Warcraft movie sucked. It was not good, but imagine if they had... It's too much to cram. Yeah, exactly. They had opportunity in an eight-episode run. The situation Netflix is in right now where the streaming services have blown up 
people, everyone kind of, everyone's pulling out of their Netflix deal to go and be a part of their own streaming service, right? Mm -hmm. So Netflix smartly knew this was coming years ago and has been investing in original content. And we've seen, we've seen it be pretty successful, in my opinion. I mean, we've seen things like Stranger Things and other series start to come about. And in that, like, Paul Rudd series was pretty good, too. I don't know if you've seen that one. But uh, the one where he he has, like, a clone of himself. uh, That one's also pretty good and really quick to watch. But Netflix could really capitalize on the whole video game market, basically. After seeing the, The Witcher take off, then maybe they should open up the doors for another series. I don't know if they'd be able to get the licensing for Warcraft, but you know, there's plenty of other series that they could do. I mean, there's so many video game movie opportunities that have been squandered. I mean, you absolutely. Have a, you have a like million. Imagine like a Final Fantasy series yeah, where every season's Fantasy. a different Final Fantasy or something. You have a million Assassin's Creed games that they could probably do way better. And again, than they another did. crap movie yeah then yeah then doing another crap movie there there's so many opportunities out there and i hope the witcher is the one that opens the doors for that because this may turn out to be the best video game movie tv show whatever uh to to come out granted the bar has been low for a while but maybe this will be the 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 series that turns the tide, and, and I really hope that's the case. Agreed. And you should really check out Castlevania if you're excited about The Witcher. I will. I will. I'll have to. I I don't know a ton about Castlevania lore or, or the story or anything. So Hey, guess what? Dracula wants to kill people. He has a castle that's there. About it. You need that's everything need you need to, to know about Castlevania. Awesome. Uh, is there anything else going on, Keith? Any any other big thing you wanted to, to talk about? Honestly, not really. It's just been a lot of wrestling, a lot of competitive Pokemon watching, and then uh, as we've uh, as we record this, I've been kind of going deep into AGDQ. Uh, it's currently oh, uh, yeah. taking place, and just watching a lot of speed That's, runs from uh, that. All games done quick, right? Awesome games done awesome quick. Awesome gu- games done quick. It's a big speed running event that usually lasts a week, nonstop. So it's probably a lot of, of speed. As runs. of this upload, it's the last day, right? Wouldn't it be? So uh, go back and watch the archive. Yeah, yeah that go would watch be. the archives. That's what I normally do anyway, because the things I want to watch, I'm not always available to watch at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I usually just watch the Zelda runs or some other games that I, I care watched about. a uh, Skyward Sword run yesterday. I was watching a little bit of that last night. Skyward Sword doesn't look like a good game. I'm sure that's a conversation <laughs> for another <laughs> yes. podcast. But Speaking of Sky, Keith, I just want to ask quickly to, to okay. end end our little show here. Have you seen The Rise of Skywalker? I have seen The Rise you of Skywalker. Okay. I saw it opening weekend. I don't I like to I love Star Wars. I like to give myself a couple of days after the movie comes out cuz as much as I love Star Wars, I don't like people that like Star Wars. <laughs> I am. Um, it's understandable. I, anytime that I'm in a like a uh, a group of people that are okay. Here's here's a good story, and it's probably going to make me sound like an asshole. Pardon my language, but when I went to see The Force Awakens, um, we went to like the 18 plus theater. I imagine they have those around there, like theaters where they serve alcohol, and mm. um, you can like sit we down in a reclining specific- chair. 
Maybe maybe there are some, but I've I've never actually been to one. I know there's one where it's like they're called VIP theaters here. Uh, I think La-dee-da. we might have like a theater where one showing will have that or something, but mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not a typical thing. Yeah, so anyway, went to see uh, the Force Awakens there, and then the person that I sat beside was like hooting and hollering for the entire movie. Like when the Millennium Falcon came on screen, he was like, "Yeah, uh, Falcon!" And I wanted to knock his lights out. <laughs> I, I was willing to not see the Force Awakens just for how badly I wanted to fight that person. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's justified. You shouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah, fair. All right. So yes, I've seen Rise of Skywalker. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I was gonna say. Um, everyone out there is talking about Star Wars, so I figure just with spoiler free, give me your like two sentence take on the movie if you can summarize it. Spoiler free. I enjoyed it, but it has its flaws. I don't think it's the worst movie of this trilogy, but it makes me like The Last Jedi least because I want, after seeing it, I want to see what J.J. Abrams could have done with three movies. I would still watch it. It is a Star Wars fanboy gush yeah. for two and a half hours. It's, yeah, it was a fun movie, I would say. It's, it's one of those movies, as you're watching it, you're enjoying it but then when you go home and you think about it you're like yeah oh wow percent you're like <laughs> that, actually that, that kind of sucked yeah actually that had a lot of problems mm-hmm. um yeah but it, i think it's a, it's a fun star wars movie yeah I, I wish it had a little bit more balls in a couple places and i'm sure you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, where they should have pulled the trigger but they didn't uh yeah and I then think the they f- pulled the trigger in some of the wrong places i yeah i think yeah, I think the Force Awakens without question is the best one of yeah. the of the trilogy. For me it goes Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi. Yes, I completely agree. And I think that opens up the door maybe someday down the line we could do a, a rankings of yeah, all the Star Wars movies. Even though movies. we agree about those movies, there are some that we don't agree about, and I think one day we're going to have to fight it out about it. Absolutely. Because Rogue One is a good movie. And <laughs> <laughs> Solo's not that bad. But we'll get there someday. But thank you guys for joining us on another edition of A Cast to the Past. Oh, no. We did it. We did it. We We survived an episode without Juan. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, too. But uh, Juan will be back next week. Please don't leave us ever alone (gasps) again. I miss you. I love you. Goodbye. Come back, Juan. We beat you. Help me, Juan-y-Juan Kenobi. (laughs) 